morning, everyone. You're listening to Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. Hope you all are doing well on this Monday morning, January 22nd. Uh, We got rain out here in Southern California. I love it. I don't like driving in it, (laughs) but I do like it when it rains out here. And of course, it doesn't rain a whole lot out here in SoCal. Uh, But you know, when it does, it's uh, a nice change of uh, scenery. But driving in it is definitely not one of my favorite things to do. Of course, when I uh, lived in Jersey, people had to drive in even worse conditions. You know, snow, snow, rain, sleet, the whole nine. Um, <laughs> so here I am getting all wimpy over some rain, I guess. But, but it is normal for us to sometimes feel anxiety when we're driving, especially when the weather is bad. When you're on the uh, freeway, right, or the highway, and it's pouring rain, and you can't see very well in front of you, because, you know, what I call, uh, rain dust, <laughs> is, uh, kicking from the back of the wheel of the car in front of you, in your direction, right in your face. Rain dust. You know what that is. It's, it's that mist that, that, that's just flo- floating around everywhere during a real heavy downpour, and you can barely see what's in front of you. The only thing that you could really see are the uh, taillights, I guess, of the car, you know, you're behind. <laughs> um, and so you do your best to follow the taillights, especially if you're driving on a windy road. You know, the only thing that you can really do is try to follow the lights of the car in front of you so that uh, so that you don't drive off into a ditch, right, <laughs> on the side. And at night, it's even worse. You can barely see anything at night. When you're driving and it's pouring rain and all. Now, we all go through anxiety from time to time. We have fears. And physical safety is something that we can uh, start to have fear over. Physical safety for ourselves. And then also physical safety for our loved ones. You know. Maybe you're a, a wife whose husband is overseas right now. He's been deployed to the Middle East. Sometimes he's out of phone range. You can't contact him. And so, you know, you're, you're up at night thinking about him, losing sleep. You're anxious. Maybe it's a son or daughter that you have right now who is serving in the military. And you're worried about them. They might be stationed right now overseas. And there's lots of uncertainty as to what they might be doing on any given day. You don't know. Or maybe it's you. Maybe you're going overseas soon. You're being sent out to serve your country. Whether you're serving in the American military or you... you know, Actually, you know, I have some people listening to this podcast who don't live in the United States. Some of my listeners, I know for a fact, live in other countries. And so you've maybe joined the armed forces for your particular country, wherever you might live. And you might be feeling a little bit nervous right now. You're thinking about how you will indeed at times, or at least there's a strong possibility that you will have to face combat in one way or another. Now, there are many hypotheticals that I can name. It might be even more local 
You could be a police officer, or your husband's a police officer, or you're going into the police academy right now to become an officer. Right now at my church, there is a young couple we have, and uh, the husband, he's, uh, he's around 30-ish, and he's about to go into the police academy. And that reminds me, I, uh, I got to give him a call. Um, <laughs> I got to schedule, I'm going to, I plan to schedule a time where we can have him and his wife come in. We pray over them, but I got to do that. Okay. I, I lost track of time for a moment <laughs> there. <laughs> it reminded me, um, anyway, but this is obviously a new venture for him. And we indeed want to pray for his physical safety. And I know that his wife right now is experiencing anxiety about his physical safety. He's told me this. And that's natural. That's her husband. And physical safety is something that we indeed care about on a regular basis. But here's what we got to remind ourselves. God cares about our physical safety too. This is something that we don't always communicate enough in our churches. And I believe there are various reasonings for this. A lot of us have lost loved ones to, well, lack for, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, to freak accidents, all sorts of things, car crashes, plane crashes, surgeries gone wrong, and many other things. Of course, almost all of us have lost loved ones to that of illness. Think about how common that is. Most of us can think of someone in our lives who passed away perhaps at a rather young age due to some sort of sickness or health-related issue. They didn't reach the age of 60 or 50 or 40 even. And I think that because we all know very well that people, including Christians, do die to various things, and there are plenty of examples, you know, including young Christians who have passed and, and so forth and all these different things, you know, knowing all that, we sort of then develop the attitude or the perspective that God doesn't really care a whole lot about our physical protection. God mainly cares about our spiritual well-being, right? You know, that, that's kind of the mindset we can develop. And so, you know, that, that's the main thing, right, we have to focus on in this life, our spiritual well-being, because, you know, we, we never know when we're going to go. You know, we're not immune to the various dangers on this earth, you know, that are the result of the fall and, and everything. So, now, it is true that we're not immune or exempt from experiencing danger or the effects of the fall of Adam and Eve. We are on this earth, and Jesus said we will go through tribulation. The Bible is certainly full of examples of the Lord allowing his children to experience pain, suffering. But the Bible is also full of examples of God indeed giving his servants physical protection. And these are examples I do think that we should consider. What I've seen is the tendency over the years to want to spiritualize Bible stories that deal with God's physical protection over someone. 
One example of this is perhaps Jesus' calming of the winds and seas. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. So leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. So the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? But Jesus got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other after this, Who is this? For even the wind and the waves obey him. Now, it is common to take this story. We've seen this time and time, you know, time, and time again in church when, it, when a pastor preaches through this story. It's, it's common for the pastor to apply it in the sense of, well, Jesus is with you in the storms of life, so don't fret when you're experiencing a trial. And I do think that such is accurate. I think it is accurate to take this account and indeed apply it to the storms of life, the trials that we experience, and how Jesus will guide you along the way. But I also think that we should still look at this passage also from that very literal angle of what happened here. And I think that we should bear in mind that when you're, <laughs> when you're in the midst of a literal storm, <laughs> just as the disciples were here, when you're in a literal storm, you know, you're driving on the freeway or the highway like I, like I just talked about earlier. Or on a windy road, you know, you're driving and, and you're with your family. And the storm is just pouring down. Your wife's in the passenger seat. Your, kid, your kids are sitting in the back of the car. And the weather is bad. The rain is pouring. You can hardly see in front of you. Your wife's in the passenger seat getting all nervous, telling you, be careful, be careful, be careful. <laughs> and that's not helping your anxiety as you're driving. Remember, Jesus, he's sitting in the back of the car, too. He's there with you guys. And he's calm as can be. Just as he was in this account provided to us by Mark. He was sleeping here in Mark's account. He wasn't worried about anything. And indeed, we serve a master that even the winds and the seas obey. He asked his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Notice what we're getting here. This was not a parable. This was not an allegory for how God will protect us spiritually, or how Jesus helps us in the difficulties of life. Though, yes, I do believe there is room for application of this story and the principle we get here in that regard. However, just looking at the text and what we're getting, 
at this literal moment, we had a group of men that were greatly concerned for their literal physical safety. And we see that Jesus here tells them, and he does more than tell them actually, he essentially rebukes them for not trusting that he would physically, literally protect them. Now, what this story is not telling us, the story is not telling us that we won't ever experience physical tribulation. We will sometimes experience things that are the result of the fall. You'll go to the hospital sometimes. <laughs> You'll have to go to the doctor sometimes. You'll break a bone once in a while. This story is also not telling us that none of us will die, or even that none of us will die in a rather tragic, freak way. Many of the apostles died in tragic ways. But what the story does tell us is that those who are in the boat with Jesus, those who are disciples of his and are walking alongside him, learning from him, following him, the Lord does have the ability to and will protect them. Now, I understand you might say, you know, well, what about my Aunt Mary, who died in a car crash last year? Or what about this person in my life, whose life was recently cut short due to cancer? Or any other example you can think of, hey, I don't have all the answers. All I can tell you is that the scriptures do give us a good amount of insight. And those who are rolling with Jesus, who are truly walking alongside him and are in the boat with him, those are the ones who will experience literal physical protection in so much, listen to this, in so much as to where God won't allow their life to be cut short before they've been able to accomplish the divine purpose he has intended for them. Now, the list goes on and on throughout the Bible of examples where God gave servants of his literal physical protection. Do I need to list all the examples for you? Joseph. Moses and all the Israelites, for that matter, coming out of Egypt. David, of course. We've talked about him recently and, and God protecting him when he was fleeing from Saul. Esther, Nehemiah, Jonah, Elijah, Elisha. <laughs> Remember in 2 Kings 6, when the enemy soldiers surrounded the city of uh, Dothan by the command of King Aram. When Elisha and his servant got up in the morning, and saw the great army surrounding the city, entrapping them. We read that Elisha's servant was scared, afraid. You know, who wouldn't be? <laughs> Seeing a literal physical army right in front of you. But Elisha told his servant, Hey man, <laughs> don't be afraid. It's all good. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. 
And then Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. There are more with us than there are with them. There are angels in the spiritual realm that are interacting with the physical realm. Tony Evans, he has a great quote. Everything visible and physical is preceded by something invisible and spiritual. You see, Elisha knew that his time on earth was not up. God was still using Elisha for various purposes on this earth, and therefore, Elisha had the faith and confidence that God would provide for him with literal physical protection. And concerning the story of Jesus calming the winds and the seas, of Mark's account here in Mark chapter 4, commentator and author Mark Strauss writes, It is not difficult to imagine what effect this story had on members of the persecuted church for whom Mark wrote his gospel. It assured them that the strong Son of God would go with them into the storm of opposition and trial. Now, Paul the Apostle was a prime example of God's impenetrable physical hedge over someone during the persecution of the early church. Paul was eventually martyred, historians have found. But boy, did he live a long life. A full life. One that involved him accomplishing much for God's kingdom. He was thrown into prisons, beaten. It got to a point where he was stoned and they thought that he was dead. <laughs> he was shipwrecked, bitten by a venomous snake. Oh, he went through it all. <laughs> but if you read through Acts, you will see that time and time again, there were moments where the Lord specifically told Paul, Don't worry, I'm not through with you yet. And towards the end of Luke's account in Acts, Paul was assured by the Spirit that he would indeed make it to Rome. A little bit after that, he was shipwrecked. But even though, I'm sure all the men he was with were experiencing fear, anxiety, Paul, he was calm. The winds were blowing. It's interesting, he was in a literal storm at the time before they got shipwrecked. I'm sure that Paul thought back to this account here of Jesus being in control of the winds and the seas. And Paul assured them that they would be okay because he knew that God had called him and because of his obedience to God's call, the Lord would give him the physical protection needed to fulfill that call. Don't underestimate the willingness of God to protect you and your loved ones physically. Just don't make the mistake of perhaps forfeiting that physical protection from God because you went out of his hedge by going down a path that God never intended you to traverse on to begin with. Stay on the course that God intended for your life and if you know that you're on that course, then don't let the enemy put fear in you 
that God doesn't care. That he's not watching over you. Don't worry, he is. And he will. Even when we mess up or make mistakes, that doesn't mean that automatically God's going to throw you to the dogs <laughs> and to the wolves. Repent, change your heart, and then keep on walking in the Lord's statutes, and he'll guide you. He'll have his hand upon your life. And he will lead you to accomplish the divine plan and purpose that he had that he had in mind for you from the beginning when you were in the womb. And so, that's the encouragement, hopefully, <laughs> that I'm leaving you with today. At the start of this new week. And so this has been Mornings with Pastor Adam, everyone. God bless you, and I'll talk to all of you tomorrow morning.